0: Hey, everybody. Ted Forbes here from The Photography Show, and really excited today because today is our very first interview that Wade and I have done with another photographer for the show. And for this first round, we've chosen a very talented photographer, Dallas-based Tyler Sharp. And Tyler is amazing. Uh, He and Wade have been friends for a while, and Wade introduced the two of us last year when we all took a workshop together. And Tyler is a hell of a nice guy. He's fascinating. He's interesting. He's been all over the world. He's got crazy stories to tell you about photography, and I think most importantly, he's extremely talented, um, not only as a photographer, but also with some of the video work that he's done and his own writing. And we're going to put all of the links that we talk about today in the show notes. Um, but if you are happen to be listening to this, um, in a place where you can look at his website, uh, pull it up. It's tylersharp.com and that's sharp with no E. So it's T Y L E R S H A R P dot com. And, uh, you can see some of this guy's amazing stuff. Uh, we're going to get to the interview in just one second. Uh, but first I just wanted to give a quick shout out. And tell everybody that we are um, actively doing our Facebook page now. And what we're kind of hoping is if you can come like this, this is, can be a place where, one, we can post a lot more content uh, and do things kind of offline that we don't do you know, on the regular uh, podcast here. But also hoping that this is a place where you guys can interact with us and tell us what you want to see on the show and uh we can have discussions there. So if you go check that out, it is Facebook dot com slash the art sorry, Facebook dot com slash the photography show. And uh give us a like and uh and follow us and see what you think. Um and you can find all the show notes to this show and more. I'll put a link on the Facebook page, but also on our website, which is currently the Photography So anyway, we're going to go ahead and get on with our interview for today. This is our recording that we did earlier with the wonderful and talented Tyler Sharp. <laughs> okay,
1: well cool. Um well Tyler, why don't you just start off by um giving us a little bit of um of your background kind of uh where you grew up and and how you grew up and all that
2: sure um i kind of moved around i i was born in kansas city but when i was two we moved to austin um lived there for six or seven years and then moved to grapevine. And so I, I, spent most of my childhood in grapevine. Um, and, uh, and then I went to college, uh, in Los Angeles, um, for four years to at USC and studied photography and video and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of got into photography in high school, um, just by a- accident, really. They, uh, they started doing an electronic media art class, and my art teacher was like, "Hey, you should try this." And um, I won, entered a couple art competitions and won some money. And you know, they hand you like twenty five bucks. And you know, when you're seven, when you when you're seventeen, you're like, "Whoa, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe I could do this for a living." So that's kind of when I got a little more serious about it. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I've always been um, into the outdoors, and um, you know, as a kid, I was always catching reptiles and chasing animals down and climbing trees and, um, camping and stuff like that. So, um, that kind of, uh, carried over into my professional life, uh, fortunately a little bit. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I've definitely been in Texas most of my life. So did you
1: have, did you, did you have an artistic background growing up?
2: Kind of. Yeah. My, my mother was very artistic, but kind of in a craftsy way, you know, she would do like, uh, you know, cute oil paintings and like make crafts and things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started collaging and I started journaling when I was like 13, I think. And I started, you know, writing my thoughts down and ideas and, and conceptualizing things. And so I, I have like a, a, this oak chest just full of notebooks. Um, <laughs> cool. that's kind of entertaining to go through every once in a while. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it kind of started with collaging and, and and drawing and painting and stuff, and then once I discovered the, uh, more so digital art, you know, when I discovered Photoshop and a digital camera, where I could actually sort of start to create images that um, were more realistic uh, representations of what I was seeing in my mind, as opposed to like a drawing, you have to kind of. You know, I'm not a realist drawer, you know, <clears throat> so <laughs> right. that's kind of uh, that's kind of where it transformed for me was uh, was when I figured out I could I could sort of re- reproduce these things in my head. Um, so I would do a bunch of weird, you know, digital art pieces. <laughs> I think it began like that for a lot
1: of us. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ted comes from the same kind of artistic background. And I do, too, uh, you know, like graphic design and and drawing and painting. Yeah. And, and that kind of thing. And sometimes that morphs into photography at one point or another in, yeah. in your life's earlier for some people than others. But for you, it sounded like it started in high school.
2: Yeah, it did. Definitely. Yeah. Do you, it's interesting. Tyler, do you still keep notebooks at all? Uh, a lot. Yeah. In fact, that's kind of like my prized possession. Um, I have that on me almost at all times. Um, I collage, I put Polaroids in it, you know, I, I, uh, and I kind of do little, I try to keep to-do lists on sticky notes so I don't have the boring stuff in my in my journals. But uh, yeah, you know, I write, I write poetry. I write stories. Um, you know, I try to plan out shoots and, and things like that as much as I can in these notebooks. Um, and it's something that um, I feel like I'm better at writing than I do, or I, at least I feel more confident with that because yeah. I have the most experience. Um, but not, you know, and then of course I'll, I'll work with editors, you know, and they'll just like, rape text you know they'll just like, <laughs> t- t- take what i think is a cool story or that's entertaining and they're just like wah and just cut it in half you know right, right
1: yeah um so, water it down
2: yeah so yeah i definitely still do that that's definitely a big part of um that's where i like you know when i shoot a lot of polaroids that's where i keep them and i right now i kind of switch but right now i have a moleskin and there's like the pocket in the back so i keep all my polaroids in the back of the moleskin when i'm shooting so awesome
0: well, I guess the reason I, I I'll say, kind of went back and asked you a little more about that is that's one thing that we've done on the show before. We've had questions about keeping notebooks from people. And, yep. and, you know, being able to think conceptually and I mean, it seems like after looking at your work that that's, you know, kind of that pre-visualization, if you will, is kind of a lot of where you're coming from and what, what you're kind of just how you work. I mean, would that sound pretty accurate or
2: a little bit? Yeah. More recently. Yes. Um, because I'm trying to get I'm trying to uh, focus my direction and start getting work that I want to get. Um, previously, when I was traveling a lot, I was documenting um, a lot of big game hunting safaris and expeditions and stuff over in Africa. So there was hardly any planning I could do for that stuff. I was just there Arrived. and was kind of seeing things as they happened. And so in those cases, it was more of, you know, uh, sort of, you know, going over what, what I experienced in my head, recounting things and, and telling the stories um, and and for me, because I have a mother who's very very Texan. She's from a very she's from a small town called Nokona, which is you know they're famous for cowboy boots and baseball gloves. And uh, so I try to think when I would write these stories about ways to write them that she could understand. Mm-hmm. Um, Or or ways to relate it, because some people can't, you know, imagine other cultures and things like that. So a lot of it's like that kind of stuff is just sort of reprocessing these experiences I've had and things. But, but, you know, with, with, but now moving forward with shoots, it's definitely conceptualizing, coming up with good ideas and trying to show up, you know, with some stuff to bring to the table kind of thing. So
0: without without getting too tangential here, just because I'm curious, because when you and I met at the FlashBus tour, yeah, um, I remember when we went to lunch. We were talking. How did they? Can t- share with us again how the Africa stuff came up to begin? with? You know,
2: with. it was real. Uh, I I always tell people it was just kind of destiny. Um, <laughs> I uh, you know I was at school um, in L. A. It was like two months before I graduated college, and my mom had called me and she was like, "Tyler, do you have a job yet? You, <laughs> you know, you know. She what sounds like
0: Wade too. Yeah. Do you know what you're
2: going to do with your life? Shut up. You know. <laughs> and um my it just turned out that my dad used to own this store in las colinas that did screen printing and embroidery and stuff and two doors down was that you edit video place it's just like a commercial you know video editing house and uh a safari owner had come into there uh with a bunch of amateur footage and the the guy who was the you know the, the studio manager was like hey this footage sucks like if you really want to try to make money selling these dvds you need to hire a cameraman you need to get an hd camera blah 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 and the guy was like okay so, uh, you know, Sean, who was this editor was telling my dad that, that, you know, they were trying to start doing the safari stuff and my dad's like, Hey, well, my son's at, you know, USC studying film and, and photography. So, um, yeah, I had a voicemail from my dad that was like, you know, my dad calls me T. He's like, hey, T, uh, you know, I, I sent this, uh, you know, I sent that package and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I think I got you a job in Tanzania when you graduate.
0: <laughs> oh, and by the way. <laughs>
1: yeah. Most, yeah, most dads so, don't get their sons jobs in Tanzania. Yeah, so that's I mean, fun. you
2: know, I obviously had to like... <laughs> you know follow up and harass them to get it all organized and i went um and when i when i went that's when i found out that uh Dallas Texas more people go to Africa to hunt and go on safaris from Dallas Texas than than almost everywhere else combined wow another um,
1: reason for people to hate us <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, there's like a Dallas Safari Club it's a big convention they have in January where you know they all these safaris you know uh it's one of the biggest you know like outdoor hunting conventions in the world um and it's usually like the first or second weekend of January. Um, so I've gone every year for the last five or six years. Um, and that's where I've got a lot of business. And I have a lot of friends who, you know, live in Africa and, and operate these safari companies. And, and I just try to stay connected and, uh, and try to um, make sure they know that I want to spend time in Africa. So if they need anything, you know, I'm the first one they call. So That's cool. Uh,
1: Was that your first time to, to go overseas and do something as far as a project?
2: Uh, that was my first, yeah, my first overseas job, so to speak. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. I got, I got. you know, I mean, obviously I know how to film, but I. it's not like I had a background in filming, like, you know, wild Cape buffalo hunts. That, that wasn't one of your classes? <laughs> so that, you know, that's obviously a learning experience and having to deal with, you know... The elements and, and diesel, gen, you know, charging batteries on diesel generators and not frying all of your, you know, laptop chargers and stuff. Um, so I learned some of that the hard way. But, yeah, that, that was definitely my first overseas gig. Um, and you were telling me one time, I mean, you've had
1: several adventures over there, but there's been some scary encounters with lions and things like that.
2: Yeah, there's been a couple. Uh, there's several, quote, unquote, lion stories. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple of close encounters um, where we were actually hunting lion. Um, and, and, you know, this is a whole background of, of you know, animal conservation that, you know, some people don't know about it. They get freaked out when they hear that. But bottom line is hunters pay for like 98% of the conservation worldwide. And all the national parks, Yosemite, you know, Yellowstone, that's all paid for by Billy, Bob, and Joe, who buy their deer tags and their fishing license and all that stuff. Sure. Um, so with lions, it's you know, they do these big censuses where they determine how many animals are in the area and then they issue a certain number of permits based on that number. So they'll be like, Okay, you guys can you guys can harvest two lions in this entire, you know, uh million acre area this season. Mm-hmm. And and then they charge, you know, whatever, fifty, sixty, seventy five thousand uh, dollars. Oh, I'm want- not going. Yeah. <laughs> You can
1: either buy a house or shoot a lion.
2: (laughs) You know, there's obviously a part of it that's um, questionable, but there's a system in place that allows that money to go uh, to local villages for schools and wells and medical and and all that kind of stuff. So it it is a conservation effort, um, and it's just like they control deer populations here. It's just a more majestic animal.
1: Yeah, and some villages are probably glad to be rid of maybe a lion that's prowling too close to the village too often
2: several hunts um uh elephants too elephants actually kill a lot of people um so they will have uh, rather than you know have a a park ranger go shoot it they'll let a hunter fly in um because the elephant has to go i mean it's killed it's got it's a man killer you Mm -hmm. know they gotta get rid of it um so uh so yeah um but there's been a few close calls i had a lion come in my tent um during a full moon. down about 10 yards away. Um, I had another one actually breathe on the back of my neck when we were sitting in a blind. Uh, I don't don't like that feeling at all. I never have. It was pretty, it was pretty scary. Um, but also amazing to, to witness a creature like that and to be in a situation in one of the last wet wild places of the earth where you are not the top of the food chain, literally. Right. Um, that's, you know, that's kind of exhilarating. So
1: Tyler, I know that you've been uh, – when you go on your website, and Ted, you probably saw this, that he's been up to a lot of other places in the world besides Africa, um, or it seems that way. What other places have you been to, and, and what did you go there to do, and was, the, was the, docu- the documentary side of it just something you were doing on your own or something that you were doing as part of a p- project or personal, or, w- or what was that?
2: Um, most of it, most of it is actually hunting related um, because I started when I got involved with the Dell Safari Club. I met a family who, uh, who were, you know, they grew up their whole life in trailers were dirt poor and then just worked really hard and started an oil company and became incredibly wealthy. And so they travel all over the world to go hunt and their son is like an international booking agent.
1: Um, <laughs> what are Ted and I doing with this podcast when there's oil, <laughs> when there's oil to be bought?
2: Yeah. So, you know, while that kind of, that kind of evolved into uh, TV shows. So I was actually filming, uh, for, a set, for several different TV shows for the Outdoor Channel. Um, and so we, like Pakistan, for instance, we right. went to Pakistan because they were hunting ibex, which is like an exotic mountain goat, kind of. It's got these big scimitar horns. Oh, and, right. You know, they're way, way, way the hell up in the mountains in, in, in the deserts of Pakistan. Um, so we went there, you know, and, it, and in a lot of cases like that, um, when I knew we had these big trips, I would try to stay longer, So, I stayed longer with my friend in Pakistan. We were there for like four weeks. um, And we were actually there uh, in Lahore when the Sri Lankan cricket team got attacked by those terrorists in like 2008. Oh, wow. Uh, We were less than two kilometers from the shooting. And uh, we had worn, you know, we had grown beards out. We were wearing uh, what's called shalwar kameez, which is, you know, their traditional uh, garment. And uh, so, that day, you know, there's like tanks, there's... You know German shepherds running around. It's just like a manhunt. You know, it like went into military lockdown, and uh, we were we were driving around in this car. We had a driver, and you know, it's not like a super nice car, but you know, it's probably kind of a Toyota Camry, and it's washed. You know, so in, in Pakistan, that's a that's a nice car, <laughs> right? And um, so and we're sitting in the back, and this cop car runs us off the road, um, draws guns, screaming at us, Whoa. like telling the driver to get out, telling the translator to get out. And I thought it was because I was filming. I was like trying to, I was just holding like a handy cam out the window just trying to document some of the crazy military stuff going on. so I thought I was getting in trouble for filming and after a couple minutes of shouting and they finally put their guns away, um, it turns out that I fit the description of one of the terrorists Oh, and, white guy with a beard Well no, <laughs> because the border region of Pakistan and Afghanistan um, that's where a lot of these um, guys come from and it's called they're called Patans. And they have lighter skin and lighter eyes, so like that famous National Geographic picture that Steve McCurry right. took you know, that girl is a baton. She okay. has you know, green eyes and light skin. so you know I have green eyes and, and dark hair. Um, so, uh, and that was what they had as a description for one of these gunmen. So they thought they drew guns, thinking they just caught the damn terrorist who shot the <laughs> and Kirk team. And, uh, so they just caught a Texan. It's kind of scary, um a little unnerving, and after that we were like you know we were we were not going and we were supposed to meet our friend in Delhi like five days later we from there we went to india and and nepal and uh and so I was like, I was like, man I wish you know I wish we could go, and you know he's like yeah, I don't want to be here either, you know, and this is this is the son of the, the oil, you know, family, so he's obviously very wealthy and he goes, um, yeah, I don't wanna be here either. He goes, Uh, you ever been to Egypt? And I was like <laughs> <laughs> like, no, and he goes. Ah, let's go to Egypt. So he gets on the Sat phone and calls American Express Travel and books us two tickets to Cairo from Pakistan. So we we go over to Cairo for five days and then meet our friend in Delhi. You know what? Like we were supposed to because we didn't want to stay there anymore. I so. like
1: I like having rich friends. <laughs> but, you know, no, I don't have any, but if I did, that's I, that's where I'd want to go. Egypt. Egypt.
2: Yeah. You know, he's married now and and has two kids or has a kid. And, uh, we kind of joked about it when he met his wife. I was like, damn it. You know, now I'm getting replaced as your travel partner. (laughs) Yeah. You can still, still sneak in. He's like, nah, you're not going to sleep with me. So you kind (laughs) of, yeah, you're right. So, um, so yeah, but, uh, but we got to go on some amazing adventures in, in a couple of years. Um, yeah. in, in in three years I was almost in, in five different countries. Wow. So, that's awesome,
0: um, Tyler. Do, what what do you have coming up this year? I mean, we're we're like two months in, and you've got cool stuff, obviously.
2: Uh, well, I actually, um, I don't know if, if I'm allowed to disclose this. I don't think it matters, but um, I no, actually,
1: we only have how many listeners? Two? There's like four. Yeah, there's like four Both listeners. Both of them. They be. won't tell anyone.
2: I, um, I got hired by PayPal, um, to take over their Instagram feed for South by Southwest. Awesome! Whoa, that's I'll cool. go with you. So, it's cool. Um, That's the first, um, you know, Instagram. uh, And I just found out that a job I shot on Monday for, like, you know, Keller Williams Realty, they found me through Instagram. Um, So, it's kind of cool to see how my involvement in the community. And, you know, I have a lot of friends in San Francisco that are involved in, like, the the creation of Instagram. So, um, just my association with them and and being in some of their photos and leading people to see my work um, has kind of you know, it's brought me work. So I'm, I'm getting paid to go down to Austin and take pictures with my iPhone for PayPal. That's awesome. That's, that's the ultimate job. Yeah. It's really cool. One of them.
0: And we've been talking about Instagram a lot on the show lately. Oh yeah, totally. Um, you know, I guess in the context of like, you know, promoting yourself, and I think you know what you were just saying is a really interesting story. To that that you know, when when you have basically putting yourself out there into these channels of various media, whether it's Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and finally being noticed, how did they how did they come across your work? You said it was through Instagram.
2: No, it's actually, and I, and I saw this in the question, so I know we'll probably get to this, but um, right. but Food Camp. Um, P- we can segue into that. Yeah, sure. So um, my involvement with Food Camp. Um, Several of the food campers are like the top Instagrammers. I mean, in last this last June, when I was in upstate New York with with everybody for food camp, among that group of thirty five people, we had over five million followers collectively. Like watching, right, they're
1: some of the top photographers in the country.
2: Yeah, and uh, but to even, begin with but Instagram, you know, they have you know three hundred, four hundred thousand followers each. Mm-hmm. Wow. So just. From that, I mean, um, you know, I, I just went and stayed with my my real good friend, Mo Neal, in San Francisco. And um, just being with him and being in some of his photos and meeting, I'm, I got to meet all these people that I've been following for years who are like, you know, kind of on the cutting edge of all that stuff. Um, and I just, you know, and, and Mo got hired by Nike running to do location scouting the day I got there. So I got to go with the Nike team and him bombing around the city to all these amazing locations. Um, so I was shooting with him during this and so I just I you know, I got some 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 good pictures and I guess somebody, you know, saw my saw a photo he had taken of me and then went to my feed and, and liked what they saw um, and uh and decided to hire me. So Well sure, I mean
1: that's how it is when you hang out with people that have a, a bazillion followers and you become their friends and you're a part of their feed and then people uh, you you get some you get a, a really good payoff out of that you know yeah. with people following you and then you have amazing photographs and it just kind of spreads like like wildfire so yeah that's awesome and I saw a lot of the Instagramming that you were doing over there and it was beautiful and it looked like y'all were going all over San Francisco and y'all were by the Golden Gate one day and then on the beach the next and then in the woods the next and I was like are they doing all this on their own but this was actually part of the
2: scouting no well the scouting was just one day but um, oh, okay. Mo works freelance too. Um, and I went out there really just to, to cut loose a little bit and, and just go shoot. You know, I feel like in Dallas, you know, we all get wrapped up in our day to day and Mm -hmm. and it's hard for us to find time to like, you know what, I'm just going to go shoot for myself today. Right. And so while I was there, I'm like, I am going to go photo adventure every single day. So we got up for sunrise, we would go chase the fog. We'd go to the sunset, you know, um, (laughs) just, it was, it was cool. We got, I got to see a lot of stuff and, um, and it, it, was, it was very refreshing to get to shoot Polaroids, and I have a Contax G2, and I shot, you know, four or five rolls on that, and um, yeah, it, it was a really good time. Well, Ted and I were just talking about that on a podcast
1: uh not too long ago as well as just when you're when you're kind of in a funk or even if you're not in a funk but it's say you live in Dallas and uh, you're always thinking about getting out and, and going around and shooting but it's the kind of the same old stuff that you're always used to seeing so you're not quite as inspired uh, yeah. to, to either take a day trip and go somewhere else that's new or to Take a day trip and go all the way to San Francisco for a week, um, yeah. you can really become instantly inspired as soon as you the, the yeah. you know you get there because you're in totally new surroundings and in in that case beautiful surroundings, so it's just yeah. like all of a sudden everything's yeah. everything's yeah magical.
2: Well, you know, and that's and something that that makes Instagram so much different than other forms of photography. You know, it's like you know, I went to a, I went to a Super Bowl party at um, this girl named Sonia Yu's house, and she's huge on Instagram. And there was like five or six other people there that I've been following who all have you know hundred, two hundred thousand followers. And you would you would think you know your instinct is to be intimidated or something, just like if you see some major photographer, you're like whoa. But it's different because you know after we meet they you know you all start following each other and they've all just been so supportive and like friendly like every picture i post like hey man this is great like this is a great view of our city it's cool to see someone come in from out of town and and you know because everyone takes pictures of this all the time and so and then they're like hey uh, let's get together when i come in town like that doesn't happen hmm. through websites like i don't go find a photographer like hey i love hmm. your work let's go do a photo shoot together like people are like no no but that's it, really interesting. You know with it with Instagram it's like this thing it's like hey let's go have fun and take pictures with our phone and like collaborate and create some cool stuff and and these are people who are yeah i mean they're there some of them are famous and wow. and they don't the the stigma's gone there it's not competitive in any way it's just like hey let's go do let's just go make some beautiful images. Um,
0: that is interesting too cuz i think that you know the whole notion of getting it off of a website. I mean it's a different behavior, it's a different mindset, you know. Cool. So, yeah.
1: It's so funny these days how we meet so many people. I say this all the time how we meet so many people online. I knew Tyler online a long time before I ever met him in person and said, Mm. okay, let's go get a beer. Yeah, um, and, and that's that's the way it is. So so much yeah. now. I went to Austin uh, this you know a few weekends ago for the, for this conference that was there. This Texas yeah. Photo Roundup, and I kind of knew a lot of people when I yeah. got there and recognized their face because of Instagram and and yeah. Flickr and all these different things. I met your friend uh, Gabriella from Oh, Gabby, uh, Fu- yeah. yeah, Gabby she, from Food Camp. I recognized her from from one of the Instagram yeah. uh, streams. <laughs> and should, so yeah, it's should. funny how we meet so many people nowadays, or we yeah. already know a lot about them at, before we even see them in person. And you can walk up and say, hi, I know you. You were born on so-and-so and, do, <laughs> yeah. and really freak yeah. them out. I know. It's funny. <laughs> but yeah.
0: that's the tie, the world we live in now. Pardon me for being slightly ignorant. You guys yeah. are talking about food camp. Could you explain mm-hmm. that a little bit?
2: Yeah. So it is a uh, invitation. And that, by the way, that's P-H-O-O-T, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's like kind photo. Of a, yeah. It's like photo, but with the O moved in front of the T um, gotcha. and it's a playoff, of food camp that was like an eat retreat type thing. Um, but basically it's an invitation only retreat for photographers every year. It's in a different place and you apply with a self portrait and you know, a 250 word paragraph about why you would be good for food camp. Hmm. And, um, this was the fourth year. Um, it was my second year. Um, I applied three years ago, but didn't get in when it was in LA. And I got invited to Marfa, which was two years ago. Um, Hmm. and yeah, basically a group of 35 people converge on a location and just, you know, party and collaborate and bring props and gear and just nerd out about photography and just have fun, you know? And it's, uh, it's hard to explain, but I never in my life have I become so, uh, genuinely and intimately connected with that many people in such a short amount of time. Um, wow. even, even with people that I'm friends with my entire life, um, you know, like every, and it's crazy because everyone, you know, there's a group that lives in LA, there's a group that lives in San Francisco, there's some in Chicago, there's, there's a few in Austin, there's New York and, and, and any city that any one of them come to, everyone gets together and we like sleep on each other's couches and like, you know, it, it, there's like no question. It's not like, you know, hey, you know, can I maybe stay? It's like, they're like, hey, when, come, why didn't you call me? Like, you're staying with me. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> uh, That's so awesome. It's, we've it's got really, an extra seat in the van. <laughs> yeah. So it's really amazing. And, and outside of that, professionally, you know, there's some of them like, like Gabby, for instance. I mean, she's had three spreads in Martha Stewart's magazine in the last wow. year. Yeah, um, she
1: said she stood right next to Martha Stewart. She, she felt Martha Stewart's breath on the back of her
2: neck. Yeah. Um but well, yeah, the, the you lion. know, there's there's some people that are just <laughs> they're just on fire. Um, and, and, uh, so we have, you know, a, a, a private Facebook group and they everyone's good with spreadsheets. We have Google docs where we can all, you know, use each other's equipment. But then, uh, for instance, like, uh, Playboy magazine actually, uh, published one of my images without asking. Um, hmm. they stole They took it off my website. It was a picture of Lee Harvey's of, of the bar. Oh, cool. Um, and, oh, they uh, they stole it. Yeah, they stole it. Um, and uh, well, so, you know they're going through rough times. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Hugh Hefner is losing his touch. Yeah, well, yeah uh, boobs yeah, aren't yeah. what they
0: used to be. You know? <laughs> it,
2: it, we'll just blame it on Alzheimer's. <laughs> yeah, but um, so I tried to get hold of them. I went through the website, through emails, through people's personal sites, through LinkedIn, through any way I could think of. And it was a black hole, and turns out, you know, Ryan Shuity had sold playboy and image like three months previously. So he had an email for one guy. So there's a lot of situations like that where we can all reach out to each other and be like, Hey, how should I price this? Hey, here's this thing. Like, and then, and then like I have, I got two gigs for South by Southwest just because, um, I was paying attention to the food camp group on Facebook and somebody was like, Hey, I can't shoot this job. You know, does anyone want to do it? And I chimed in and I was like, yeah, me. Wow, that's cool. So, you know, I've gotten a lot of work from it and, and just it's just nice to know that you have people that are on your team. And, and it, just, it
1: just plays back to networking, which is something we talk about all the time as well. Networking, and you're kind of networking at an upper mm-hmm. echelon there with, with people who are in the industry all over the United States, so it's, it's a great place to network. And even being able to network with other photographers can get you business, which is not something you would normally think of. You would never, you know, sometimes you think, I'm not going to network with other photographers because, what, they're going to get business for themselves and how does that work for me, but um, it does work because when they can't do a job, or if they know someone else it can work in your favor, for sure. Yeah, and this is all. This is not why you're doing it, but it, no. it. but it it benefits everybody in that way as well as having great friendships and great times and, yeah, and all these you know, kind of things you're talking about.
2: I mean, like for instance, uh, there's one guy named Beto Beto Ruiz Alonso, and uh, he's from uh, he's from Mexico, but he's lived in Argentina for a while, and his his fiance is Argentinian, and they're getting married in Vegas the first week of march so, so he puts he put this, this on facebook like hey vic you know beto and i are getting married like anyone who wants to come there's like 25 of us flying or, or driving to vegas to go to their wedding and staying at the golden nugget on like the back strip oh, <laughs> and so we're gonna like it's gonna be like food camp takes over you know vegas for three Fruit days Camp vegas yeah yeah I I mean, that is and, a
0: party yeah
2: and so did you meet um matt mahan down there he I didn't get to meet him. We kept – I wanted to, and I follow
1: him as well. Yeah. And I know what he looks like, but uh, it was just busy, and I never – we never crossed
2: paths. Yep. Well, so he – I'm riding in his Mini Cooper out to Vegas for Beto and Vic's wedding in, in like, a couple weeks. So – He's so an excellent photographer, and he, uh, yeah, he lives yeah. and resides in Austin, correct? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. And um, So there's so just cool. stuff like that where it's just – there's just a fun group of people, you know, and everybody geeks out about the new, you know, medium format camera they got or, oh, my God, look at this – you know, look at my new prime lens or, you know, it's just – Well, everybody
1: really, brings all their cameras and all their props and all their lighting and all this yeah. kind of stuff, right? And then every day, yeah. you'll do something outrageous yeah, uh, and and kind of art direct an entire scene of some yeah. of some kind, and come away with all these amazing images every day. That different people have different ideas, and and y'all
0: collaborate and come away with just amazing stuff.
2: Yeah, it's, photography wise, uh huh, definitely.
0: Yeah, so very cool. You know, another question I was going to ask is, you know, we were going to segue into some of the other personal projects that we were talking yep. about here. But one thing that caught my eye that you mentioned is, you know, when, when you know you're saying you apply and you have to do a self-portrait and then and then there's a writing component of that that's mm-hmm. involved. How important I mean, and, and maybe you don't agree with this. I don't know. But how important do you think it is that photographers understand that they need the ability to write and communicate ideas that way?
2: Um, well, I think it's kind of twofold as it pertains to foot camp. Um, right it's important because you're, you're selling yourself. This is, this is a coveted event that people right. want to, people want to go to. And so you have to be able, you don't have to be a brilliant writer, but you just have to put your heart into it and be like, look, I, you know, mm-hmm. they want, they want people there with energy who are going to go extra effort and, and bring, you know, props or do something out of the ordinary to help everyone's experience be better. Um, So it's more of just, you know, not being like half-assing the application, be like, oh, well, I'd love to go because I take good pictures. No, it needs to be, you know. See, that's
1: what I put on my application, and that's probably why (laughs) I think I got rejected. And I blame Tyler because he's the other Texan. But I said, but I have a deeper, like, accent. And that still didn't get me in. So we'll see. I'll keep trying.
2: Yeah, I've been lobbying for more. We need more Dallas. (laughs) Uh, Because Trey Trey Hill and Kyle Steed, they've actually been invited before, but they couldn't go. Oh, see, uh, I
1: would have taken their spot
2: if people are just passing on it. (laughs) Um, Let me know. They need somebody deep woods like me. Yeah.
0: um, Deep woods. woods.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But Ted, as it it pertains to, um, you know, the larger picture, um, you know, I think that, if If they can't write themselves, then they need to understand that somebody needs to do it for them because mm. that definitely uh, it, it, it's something that helps communicate you know and and you can do that with I just I, you know say, say you have a, a disagreement with somebody like you can call them on the phone, you can talk to them in person, and like there's a chance you could get in an argument if you, you know if you're still' right. disagreeing. but if you write something, that's very poignant and well thought out and, uh, they, that's going to get to them that they're going to register that because they have to read it. They can't er react. They can't argue. Um, so in that sense, that's kind of how I've discovered, or I, you know, that's how I see the power of writing is it's Mm. something that is very, uh, you can't really argue with it. I mean, you can in an, in an academic sense, but it's like, look, that's here's, here's what I want to say. I'm not going to say, uh, I'm not going to say like, I'm not going to stutter, I'm going to say these four sentences perfectly and they're very well crafted and it's going to say exactly what I want to say. Hmm. You know. Yeah,
1: so. and, and in general just talking about writing and 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 video and photography. I mean, obviously you can make a strong career for yourself out of just being an amazing photographer. Period. That's it.
2: Yeah. But
1: if you have additional skills such as being a great writer or being able to do great video, which both are things that that, that you do, um those can totally enhance uh, your photography career and what you do, and, and add to that, and are, are super important. Um, don't you think?
2: Yeah, you know, and I, I'm trying to leverage those uh, as I move forward, and and as the game changes with negotiating with companies, and everyone needs content, you know. So I'm mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm trying to advertise myself as not just a photographer, but as a content provider. Like, look, I can go, I can go out, I can shoot video shoot photography, write the story and edit it. And like, I can do four people's jobs, you know, or whatever. And so like, it just, it, you know, when everyone's trying to cut corners and lower the cost, that's a way for them to combine some things. And so I'm trying to make that all come together and sort of find my stride, um, professionally, you know, and, and being able to offer that in, in a package that, that people kind of appreciate. You know? And I
1: think we should all be doing that. Oh, yeah. Whatever, whatever those skills are that we have, yeah. uh, whether that's writing or video or anything else that you can bring to the table, illustration or any kind of art, mm-hmm. other artistic ability or, or whatever it is, um, yeah. can really help sell yourself. And, 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 yeah, to be able to cut out additional people and say, well, I can be the writer, I can be the yeah. videographer and the photographer, that is a huge selling point when it comes yeah. to you know, get, getting a job. Right. Yeah, and
0: I think there's something also Tyler said in there too. I mean, you know, if you if you don't think of it, I think traditionally, you know, especially if you've done if you've worked in the advertising business, you know, there's always been the photography budget, or we have a video budget for a TV ad, or you know, or we have a budget mm-hmm. for a writer. And I think you're seeing you know fewer and fewer people like looking at it that way anymore because they're in the budget for those things specifically. And you know, Tyler said it's providing content is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think, you know, yeah, you are making yourself more versatile, but really what you're doing, and and I think the web and I think publications are hungry for that these days, you know. Yeah. Playboy was hungry for it, apparently.
2: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go get some content. They did pay me. They did pay me. Good. Good. so now I can say, you know, I, I, you know, every once in a while I say that, like, yeah, I got, you know, I can say that I've been published in Playboy, but then people kind of give me a weird look, like, well, what is, you know, what does that mean? They, they want to yeah. see
1: you shoot the boobs. It's yeah. not yeah. until you've been published in Playgirl that really your, right.
2: your, your
0: career <laughs> takes off.
2: Some some girl overheard me and well the other day she was like, you were in Playboy. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yes, I'm actually a woman and I pose nude. In I'll Playboy.
0: provide some content. I've changed my career a little bit in the last few years. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, content really is.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Tyler, we want to also touch on one of the projects that you've done. that's kind of sure. been a personal project, which is the Chisholm Trail. Yep. And um, if you're not from Texas or you're not a cowboy, um, you may not. I mean, everybody's heard a little bit about that. But what's your involvement with that project and how did all that come about?
2: Um, so just – To start with, the Chisholm Trail, uh, you know, it's a famous cattle trail from that was in operation between like 1865 and 1887. That you know, give or take, started south of San Antonio, went up through Austin, um, you know, Round Rock, Georgetown, Waco, uh, up through Fort Worth, and the last stop on the Chisholm Trail in Texas was Nocona. Um, Then it went 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 from Oklahoma up to Kansas, and basically. After the Civil War, there was all this loose cattle, and these guys figured out, "Hey, if we can get these cattle up to the railroads in Kansas, we can make a lot of money." So that the Chisholm Trail, you know, arguably is one of the first major cattle trails, and it started the beef industry in the United States. It brought Texas out of the post-Civil War depression um, and kind of created the image of the American cowboy. Um, And so it had a large effect, obviously, on Texas and, you know, Fort Worth. That's why they call it Cowtown is because of Chisholm Trail. And um, so my mother's hometown uh, in Nocona, you know, I just over the last few years, I got really interested sort of in that history surrounding the area um, and started asking questions and taking pictures and doing interviews and um, just kind of started to meet these guys who were on various boards of the historical commissions. And um I was just trying to think of a way to. Actually, I was trying to think of a way to get National Geographic's attention. I'm like, my dad's friend used to work for them, and he was like, you know, you need to come up with a good idea that's social media integrated and you know that involves adventure. So I'm like, okay, why don't we ride 400 miles up the Chisholm Trail and shoot a documentary and help install these markers and involve the communities and do all this stuff. And um, I never heard back from National Geographic, but I pitched it to. Um, you know, Griff, Griff Smith at Texas. Right. Army. Um, and I told, I told Griff and he goes, wow, he goes, that's a great idea. He was like, if you do that, he goes, we would, we would, you know, publish, we could publish like a multi-issue story. And he goes, and you could pub, you could sell that to every publication in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. I want first run. And I was like, you're on. So, cool. uh, so it's been, it's been about 16 months now. Um, we have not been able to get the money we need to get. Um, we need, we need probably 75 grand um it'll be it's a 4 week ride 400 miles you know we have a team of probably 5 to 8 people um you know with equipment and fuel and you know feed for the horses and just we got to pay the there's going to be cowboys who would go with us we got to So you're
1: them. saying it's a larger budget than the
2: original cowboys that did it had because <laughs> it's a film production um, yeah they weren't shooting film <laughs> <laughs> so there's actually a bill in Congress that uh If it passes, the Chisholm Trail becomes a National Historic Trail. So we're trying to – you know, we we aren't necessarily influencing that, but we're making people aware of it. I'm kind of surprised it's not. That's interesting. uh, Yeah, it's it's very surprising. Um, And so – You know, I've been, I've just been, we did a Kickstarter for just a little bit of that. And, you know, we raised a little bit of money, but I'm really surprised that I haven't been able to raise the money because Texans are all about Texas, you know? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's a
0: huge Chisholm Trail. I mean, everybody knows what, if you live in Texas, you know what that is. I mean, yeah.
2: So I've, you know, I got no's from Summer Lee Foundation and the Sid Richardson Foundation. I talked to Levi's and Wrangler and Frost Bank. And, you know, I've talked to guys in Fort Worth. I've talked to oil guys. I've talked to cattlemen. Like, I, I met this one cattle guy at a cattle baron's ball. We were introduced to him by the, the director of this museum that I've been doing work for about the Chisholm Trail. And they were auctioning off rides in his helicopter, and and then after I finally got hold of him like two months later, he's like, No, you know, it's been a hard year, you know, I can't really <laughs> I'm just like I wanted to be like So what, you sold your helicopter? So you have, you <laughs> have to hang out by the margarita fountain. Yeah. That's where the,
1: the, the drunks are. And so we, once you can get one of them to say yes and sign something, you've got your you've got your Chisholm trail project.
2: I've had somebody say they were gonna give me five grand and then the next day they sobered up and they were like <laughs> <laughs> I, I People
1: say so many things. People do say things. Uh, but I, I, you know, this seems like a great idea, a great project, and a lot of these kind of things uh, take time and yeah. and and doing just what you're doing, talking to people until you hit the right one or the right group of people and, and get somebody to sponsor it because it is a great idea.
2: I mean, I'm, I'm negotiating with Shiner, I'm negotiating with Stetson, um, and and they all they all really like it, and they they've told me that they want to be involved and they want to help, but it's just it's impossible to get a hold of people. And then yeah. e- even when they say they're going to do something like it- it's just hard, you know, I mean, it's a job for 10 people that I've been trying to do by myself, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's all, I, yeah, it's like you need a committee. Yeah. I have a partner on the project, but he lives in LA and he's got other films going on and he, his girlfriend lives in New York. So, you know, I mean, we, we don't get to like be in the same city to work on it very often. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a long road. It's, it's taught me some, some hard lessons and, um, you know, kind of my I think my professional or whatever, my personal career has kind of suffered a little bit because I've tried to push this forward so hard. But if it goes, it's going to be big. Like sure. no, people haven't done that since since the 1860s. You know? I mean, I could just see that just being
1: such a such a great documentary that every photographer, videographer, uh, Texan cowboy would would love seeing
2: but even you know even the larger repercussions of like we've we've had negotiations uh, conversations with the the board of education and we could do like a, a you know a school curriculum type thing where we create an iPad app that teaches kids about the the importance of the Chisholm Trail history and you know um or do statewide screenings and you know and then you know you can do the whole hey let's do the motorcycle rally up the Chisholm Trail thing you know i mean and then it becomes like an annual event that you can yeah. get people – to go you know see these places and go to these little towns people want you know these little towns they want people there you yeah. know and a lot of these towns are like Georgetown I mean Georgetown's amazing
1: yeah and,
2: you know, I mean people go there but you know it could be it could be publicized a little more so
1: yeah well we know it takes like a million nos sometimes to get a yes I mean that's with everything in our career and uh, it, you know if you have a great idea and you're passionate about it, you keep pushing for it and uh, it's bound to happen at some point. I hope so. You hope, yeah, yeah. That's all you can do is keep trying. That's all I can do. But it sounds like a great idea.
2: Yeah, it's it's it, uh, it'll be really fun when we actually do it. Yeah. Um, Tyler, how did you get involved
0: with the weld community? I can't talk today. The weld community, and maybe what is that? I sure. We should start there. Yeah.
2: So Trey Hill, um, who like Wade, I I have known online for a while. And we had, you know, we had exchanged emails and I, and I was seeing on Instagram about him posting about Weld back in the summer. And I'm like, what is that? You know, I'm like, is this just like his studio that he, you know, he's just calling it Weld. And so one day I finally looked it up and the website is really impressive. And I was like, whoa, what is this thing? So I was just curious about it. And so I went in and met Trey and he introduced me to Austin Mann, the guy who started it all. And essentially it's a, you know, a collaborative, it's a creative co-op space where people, you you know, you apply for a membership and they don't like, you actually have to apply. Like they don't just accept people, you know, they have to investigate and look at your work and they want to see what kind of person you are. And if you fit in with the community and, um, Yeah. And they have, I think four or five permanent offices and then they have three giant photography studios with big psych walls, um, and fiber internet and hand, you know, Tiffany, the studio manager, like flies in, you know, freshly roasted coffee from Portland, you know, every, every week. And then they have a kegerator, um, and it's just a, a big community area and everybody just brings their laptops in and works. Um, and it's really cool because, you know, it's mostly photographers, but there's, you know, some designers and some web developers and a guy does WordPress plugins. And then another person like Chris Tietza does, uh, you know, 3d animation and, 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 you know, post-production stuff. Um, and then we just got a guy who just does color grading. Um, and he's been in Hollywood, you know, he's, he lived in Hollywood and he's been doing this since like 18 and he's in his fifties now, huh. worked on just an endless list of films doing color grading. Um, So it's, yeah, it's just, uh, it's a place to go work because for people who are freelance and have been sitting at their apartments, um, all day, you know, for, for the last few years and, you know, I know Wade does that, but he's, you know, he's got a wife and so he, he's got a company like I've been by, I I sit, sit by myself, you know, I have a dog.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's mainly a Pomeranian that keeps me company all day, but yes, my wife. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, you would, you've been what working out of your apartment for the last few years by yourself or coffee shops or what?
2: not college, just at home like for the last like four years yeah and it just you know it just sometimes it's hard to separate that, that work live space and I'd come home and I'd feel stressed out because I could see my computer and be like oh I gotta do all this stuff mm-hmm. and um, it just you know I, I, I was, I was kind of skeptical at first because I was like well I don't really know if you know I need to pay to go work somewhere right. but it has been one of the best decisions I've made in a long time um, I have gotten so much work just being there because for the same thing like food camp, when people can't do jobs or, or Tiffany will get emails all the time. That's like, hey, you know, somebody needs 75 corporate headshots. Does anyone want to do it? And the first person who like wants to do it can just go do that job and make that money, you know? Yeah, that's uh, nice. There's all kinds of events going on. There's always people out there hanging out like, you know, and, and somebody will have like a hard day. You'll hear them like take their headphones off and like shut their laptop and being like, all right, it's beer 30. and it- <laughs> And they go over and like pour themselves a pint and you're like, Okay, well I guess go. it's beer thirty for me too. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So um yeah, it's 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 really cool and, and there's just some amazing people up there who are very, very talented and to, to I've learned a lot from Trey and from Austin about international, you know, productions and, and bidding and, and valu valuing yourself and the work you do. Um right. and 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 sometimes it's it's good to say no. Like if somebody says, No, nah, that's not you know, that we here's what we were thinking about paying, you'd be like, you know what? I'm not gonna take that because yeah,
1: here's a lot of work for for two hundred dollars. Do you want it? No that's
2: worth my time. And yeah. so, you know, I've learned to stand up for myself a little more and and feel confident because I have this team of people who have been there and done that and and, and I, you know, uh have learned a lot and um yeah, it's 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 very inspiring to be around a lot of those people and uh yeah, I, r- I really, really like being a member there. It's well, cr- we
1: talk about that a lot here on the podcast as well, as, as being a part of a community, no matter what that community can be. And I mean, Weld is one of the, the best examples of a community because you're there with these people all day long and forming really tight uh, bonds and relationships with them. And you're able to get instant feedback if you have a question about pricing or uh, anything to do with photography or, or anything like that. You can go to some people that are friends and ask them questions and get instant feedback. But we just always promote, in general, being a part of – uh, you know, communities. Uh, whether that's you know your local photography uh, community, or or like the DSVC, the Dallas Society of Visual Communications, or ASMP, or whatever it is, um, that these things are great to to make friends and and make connections in your town. And if you can do that by by working at some uh, like a co op place like you are, well, the, you know that's that's even better.
2: Yeah. And, you know, and it goes outside of that, too. Like, you know, Valentine's Day, um, like I don't I don't have a girlfriend right now. So like uh, one one of the, one of the guys with, you know, he was like, all right. He's like, we're going to have a forever alone party tonight. <laughs> 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 you know, there was like seven or eight of us who just, you know, didn't really have anything going on Thursday night. And so we all went up there and watched like a stupid movie and drank beer, you know, just for like an hour and a half. But hey, uh,
1: it's better than being alone,
2: uh, you know, crying and, in your pillow. But you know, and I've I've gotten work just being associated with Weld. Like you know, they have they'll like I got featured as one of the, you know they feature a, a right. member every week and stuff like that. And I got an email job. I got an email about a video job the other day. They're like, hey, we saw you on the Weld website and we like your work. So it's like, you know, and every once in a while I'll go look at the Weld website and I'm like, whoa, you know, I mean they're they've got it locked down like they. It's nice. Beautiful site. They've got the branding. It's just on point. Like the space is beautiful. And I'm like, whoa, I'm, I'm part of that. You know, Austin
1: man has done a great job at, at branding the entire place and then reaching out through his social networks and bringing in all kinds of other photography companies and other things to, to, to network with. Um, I know that y'all have a lot of different speakers come up there. I was just up there the other night for, for one of your uh, circle meetups that, that you have there with creatives. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't office there, but I try to come up whenever I can and still be a part of the community. Uh, I was there for a party y'all had not too long ago, I think around Christmas time, and um, yeah, just a great place t- to meet other creatives. Definitely, yeah. Um, we were going to ask you just just for the
0: record. too, yeah. I will. I will put links to all the websites we're talking about in the show notes too. Um, yeah, just an aside. We're, we'll have a lot of them. Do you want to do the? Go ahead. All right. Do you have a favorite assignment you've worked on since you've been shooting?
2: I've worked on um, – I, mean, well, I think we've heard like girl thing. 10, I mean, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Is there anything – have you ever done anything exciting with your life?
2: <laughs> <laughs> one, that I'm, one that I'm pretty proud of uh, recently because I'm such a fan of this company is, uh, is Filson. You know? F- right. F- F.I.L.S.O.N. They're you know they're a Seattle-based company that started in 1897, and they make you know outdoor equipment and clothes and just really nice like canvas bags and stuff. Um, and they're we're working with them on the Chisholm Trail stuff, um, but because you know we haven't released any of that and, and it's not like official because we don't have the money to actually do the project yet. But um, they got bought by a couple from Dallas, and so the whole marketing team was in town uh, six months ago, and I got to meet them all and um they were at the Dell Safari Club show and i pitched some ideas to the uh marketing manager and so i got to produce um i i went to montana to go fly fishing with my dad and my brother um back in august and uh what what would what was just a boys trip for those guys um you know they were going to honor one of their friends who uh was you know, tragically, he was he was murdered. But oh, so gosh. but been going to this fly fishing trip with these four friends for like 25 years. And so this year was like to honor him. So they went and they brought pictures and they were going to like burn them. So I told Philson about this and they were like, that sounds like great. Like, you know, and, and he was like, well, send me a pitch. Like what, you know, what do you want to do? Like send me, you know what? You, what you, so I, I pitched them an idea to create three videos that sort of documented this fishing trip, um, of my dad to honor their friend. And, uh, and it, it turned out good. I really liked it. And, um, you know, it it was, even though it wasn't a lot of money and it it wasn't like a big thing, it was something I was producing work that I was proud of for a company that I want to do more work with. Mm -hmm. Um, right. So now we've had further conversations like, um, me and several other of the food camp guys are going to take over their Instagram in the coming months and just, try to blow it up. They just started an Instagram account. And so, um, we're going to do some really cool conceptual shoots with some of their gear and, you know, me and Kyle Steed are going to go out and and camping for a weekend and take a bunch of Filson gear and and do some fun stuff with it. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm excited about working with Filson in the future, um, and, and doing more stuff like that because that's a company I believe in. I wear it every day. Um, and I want to develop like a relationship with them, you know, uh, so, so yeah, that, that's, been, that's been a good one.
1: one. One thing that you do a lot of and that, that I admire you for and, and that we talk about a lot as well for everyone that everyone should be doing is that you go, you're, you go out a lot and you seek your own personal projects. And uh, it, in, the, in the beginning, it's, there's money's not even an issue. This is about passion and what you love and what you want to do and a company that you want to be involved with or just a project that you want to, to, you know, to, to, to do. And, and you go out there and make it happen and and, uh, and this is the kind of outcome that, that can come from that a lot of times you you start working with a company for and it, the, the money isn't a big part of it you just you know put a cool project out there and then it can maybe come back to you and you form a relationship and and bigger better things happen later on down the line but um, I think this is what all photographers and storytellers of whatever kind of you know should be should be doing yep. for themselves is coming up with ideas and then and then trying to make those ideas happen. Um, yeah. And some happen, and some don 't and some take a long time, and some happen right away, just like you with the Chisholm Trail thing is taking a while, but it 's you know it 's a passion and a dream and something you 're working hard at, and then this other thing with Filson is is something that 's kind of happening a lot quicker, but you know something that was your idea
2: Yeah. well you know and and i it's, i don 't sometimes i don 't really think about how people perceive me and about the things I do like that 's just what I do like i 've always just been kind of a, a nomad and I just <laughs> I, I like to have adventures and so like I go do stuff just because that's what I do and people are like do you ever stay still or like D- are you ever you know that's I, kind of
1: boring staying
0: still
2: <laughs> you know, think about that and so you know it's actually it was Austin Mann who really said something to me um, a couple months ago I was bummed out because I got I got screwed over on this job and they gave it to somebody else after they told me that I was it was going to China and they like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, someone else behind my back at the last minute. And uh,
1: and that's they, another big part of being a photographer, too, is having to is, is, is sometimes losing these jobs that you're so excited about and having to deal with that and move on to the next one.
2: Yeah. And yeah. I was just you know, we were talking and he just said something like he was like, dude, he's like you're, you're such a cool person. Or or he said something like that. He was like, when you walk into a room, like, you know, you, you come in with like an energy and like, he's like, you ride a motorcycle, like you go do all this cool stuff. And he's like, and that's part of who you are as a photographer. He's like, when people hire you, they're not just hiring you because of the pictures you take, they're hiring you because of the way you conduct yourself, because of the conversations you have with them. And, and because of the like appearance you, you give off to people, you know? And I never really thought about that. I never really thought about the fact that I go on all these adventures on my own and, or the fact that I did 6,000 miles on my motorcycle this this summer could be ways for me to advertise myself or to get jobs.
1: Hmm. Sure, so, people are excited about that, especially people who don't have any of that kind of thing in their life. It's almost like they live through your adventures, you know? Yeah. Or, yeah, through your cool life as a photographer. And, and, but this is something that you've been just doing as a little boy. Um, yeah. Is it going on adventures? And now you're going on bigger adventures.
2: You know. And so just recently I started to think about, you know, I, I'm starting to pitch things to magazines. And, and it, it doesn't even have to – it's something I could have done three years ago. But I can repackage that, you know, rewrite it, edit the photos together, and be like, hey, here's a story I shot. Like, you know, do you want to buy it? And so I'm trying to do that for myself and go, go through my archives and find stuff that I can, uh, you know – ask content for people who, who want stories like that. Um, so I think there's plenty of those out there. Yeah. And it's just
1: getting to, to know the right people and networking, which sounds like you're plenty good at and then being passionate about it and, and working really hard to, to make it happen, which it sounds like you're good at too. So I'll just, I'm just going to ride your coattails. I think from here on out and, uh, (laughs) probably (laughs) out at the safari club a lot. It sounds like I'll be there.
2: I've had a lot of, a lot of humbling in 2012, was uh was the hardest year of my life and uh you know part of that's the chisholm trail i mean there's there's lots of other things but um yeah it's it's been uh it, it's you know i mean i know it's stupid that things make you stronger but they do and and i feel mm-hmm. i i i really had to kind of get up from the ground and think like okay what do i really want to do like wh- where do i want to go and well, what- i'm
1: glad you said that tyler because that's our very next question but i'm I'm glad you brought that up too because uh the life of an artist in general and the life of a photographer is very high highs and very low lows um i can i can speak on that personally and that's what you're saying and that's just about everybody that i've ever known or read or anything has ever said um Yeah. yeah I know when Ted was going through his heroin addict time. <laughs> yeah, it was low. It man. was a low time, and you know, we can talk about that another podcast. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's that's just kind of a general thing with artists that you, that you're talking about.
2: Okay. Yeah, and and so the question is, what do I want to do?
0: Or where yeah, I...
1: yeah, No. yeah, we were going to say where do, you know this is kind of a, a, a general.
0: Um... Well, yeah, and maybe I could jump in too and make the observation. I mean, I think one of the things like you were saying, Austin Man was saying about you is that like. You know, and I I, 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 have, I have peeves, as Wade knows in the show. I've got a beef. But I hate when people use the word branding, you know, because it's like, you know, people don't have brands. Cows have brands. But, but you know, there is a persona that you kind of give off. And I think you are able – well, one, have had the grief you've had because you're willing to be loose on stuff and kind of – I mean, it, where do you see yourself going? I mean, is it kind of like that's kind of the passion that drives it or is there some place you're kind – of to try to steer this stuff or, I mean, I know it's a vague question, probably hard to answer, but
2: no, I, cause I've, I've actually been writing about this a lot, um, yeah. recently. And, uh, you know, uh, like seeing, seeing your guys show about Wade's book, right. right. I don't, I don't have a book. Um, and so like, and, and my friend, you know, Mahan down in Austin was giving me crap. He's like, why didn't you come to the photo roundup? And I was like, well, I didn't come because I didn't feel like I could capitalize off that. Like, I don't have my, I don't feel it. Like, I don't feel like I'm together you know, commercially or whatever to, to benefit from that. So Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to do is, uh, I'm going to hire, uh, I plan to hire Jasmine DeFore who start, you know, did the Texas photo roundup Mm -hmm. to go through all of these images that I give her, um, and help me, uh, get it together. And, uh,
1: Jasmine's a photo buyer and producer.
2: Yeah. And
1: that's really
0: smart. Yeah
2: work I want to get like you know okay so if you know people advertisers their, their as photographers it's like I'm a fashion photographer I'm a I'm an architecture photographer I'm a, a sports photographer like so I've been trying to figure out like what kind of photographer am I or what do I want to be known as and so far I've narrowed it down to sort of a Americana western lifestyle documentary uh, and like environmental portraiture
1: that's a long title for a business card but I like it
2: well, that's, what saying. that's what I'm saying. That if if I had to put a name on it, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, um, and that's the work I want to get. I want to be out in the field. I want to be meeting interesting people. I mm-hmm. want to be documenting cattle drives or or uh, you know a fisherman in, in Alaska or whatever you know. Um, and that that also goes hand in hand with all the travel stuff I've done and and being able to. Uh, it's not reporting because I don't consider myself a journalist, but it's it's story you know it's storytelling, and so. Um, you know, multimedia storytelling and, um, but I'm also considering, um, shifting the focus a little bit and, and maybe trying to get more work as a writer and, uh, because I feel more confident with that so that I can have more time to go do the photography I want to do.
1: It sounds a lot like, uh, you know, Matty on things. What's, what's the guy's name? Theron, yeah, Theron, yeah. We were talking about him in the podcast last time, and some of the great stuff that he's done on the web. Not only with traveling the whole country and interviewing people, and I love, I love that website. What, what is that website?
2: Uh, it's called This Wild
1: Idea. This Wild, Wild idea. idea. Love that website. It's wonderful pictures with a little audio a voiceover interviews of all these people. And he started doing that, and he picked up Maddie somewhere along the way, and then started documenting his travels with Maddie. And this is a guy that's that you've met and has stayed at your house, correct?
2: And it's kind of that's kind of food camp overflow. Um, he hasn't been to food camp, but he's friends of friends with some of them. So it just becomes this com- it becomes an extended community. And and I saw he was in Dallas. I'm like, hey, dude, do you need a place to stay? And he's like, yeah, actually, I do. So um, he came and stayed and. Uh, yeah the most famous dog on the internet slept on in my
1: <laughs> <laughs> that 's pretty exciting, but that sounds like that 's something that that 's kind of you know up your alley the same way being an adventure, being on the road, riding, shooting, making up stories uh you know doing your own thing
2: he 's about to launch uh, they have a new project called why we rescue mm mm-hmm they're doing the same thing but telling stories of owners and their adopted pets and how these adopted pets have sort of like changed their lives and stuff and purina uh i think it was purina sponsored him and so they got like a trailer and it's wrapped and they're doing a 50 state tour also promoting the book the maddie on things book um starting in march and yeah, so this is a
1: guy who's just following his dreams and big things are happening and blowing up it's awesome
2: Yeah, it's great. He's an amazing guy. Um, Such a sweetheart. Maddie is like the sweetest dog ever. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I'm really happy for him. And, and, you know, and that's something like the Chisholm Trail could be something like that. You know, I mean, if we do it and it goes well, you know, we have all this footage. We could do that as a documentary or we could pitch it as a TV show and say, hey, we just rode the Chisholm Trail in Texas. How about. Discovery Channel. We do a show on riding the Pacific Crest Trail through Yosemite and Sequoia all the way up to Canada. Yeah, I know? mean,
1: I watch shows on the Discovery Channel all the time that are like that. Yeah, you know, and, a, in that kind of that kind of formula for a show.
2: So there's a shortage of potential. It's just nobody has invested in it yet.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, so, just keep up your enthusiasm mm-hmm. and and yeah and and things are bound to happen for sure because yeah. that sounds like an awesome idea.
2: So.
0: Tyler, as we segue into the last of it, um, real quick, I, I meant to ask you this earlier and forgot, but can you talk a little bit about uh, what, what Polaroid stuff do you shoot? Um, you're not doing SX-70. You're, I mean, you've, you're, are you shooting Fujifilm on that? Or talk about your Polaroid stuff a little bit.
2: Yeah, I have a Fuji Instax camera, which I love. It's great. Um, so I shoot that some, and then I have a Polaroid uh, 125 LAN camera. Mm-hmm. And uh, I shoot, I actually had some old Polaroid film um, from when I bought that. So, oh, wow. So a few packs of black and white. And so when I shot some of these Chisholm Trail guys down in Georgetown, it looks like the photos from 1860s. Because it's it's old. I mean, it, the film, who knows? when it, It's totally expired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Came out. Which and, makes it even better. Yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, you yeah. have
1: some of that on your website, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah. There's a couple yeah. there. Um, and then, yeah, so I have a few. I've shot a few packs of the, the Polaroid, like, what is it, like F-100 or F-J-100? You're right, yeah for the land camera stuff. Um, but I, it just, yeah, it doesn't even come close to the Polaroid film. So when I can get the Polaroid film, I mean, you can still find it on eBay and on mm-hmm. random things. Um, I like to shoot that. But, you know, the Instax camera is, uh, I mean, you know, Polaroid's a little, a little less predictable, which is fun. But, when you're trying to get something very specific um the instax is great because it is pretty it is pretty consistent um and you know it, you it's a new camera but it's like you know you can find the film it's not it's not like going anywhere so
1: yeah and i would totally say head towards the internet is like ebay and things like that because yeah. i just went to the Lomography store in yeah. austin or like you can find these things like urban outfitters or whatever and you're gonna just pay you yeah. know <laughs> through the roof for I mean, the prices are just ridiculous like <laughs> oh here's an old Polaroid camera or something that looks like an old Polaroid camera $200 and then the film is like $60 like this is ridiculous so yeah eBay is definitely the place to find these old cameras in, in this old expired film
2: uh, and the other, the other camera that I shot a lot with this summer is an uh, Akonos 5 and it's, um, so it's a waterproof 35 millimeter scuba diving camera that Nikon made back in the 70s um, and it's su- cool super sweet and it you know it, it's zone focusing um and so it's kind of like a rangefinder but uh yeah i had so much fun this summer like having people spit beer at the camera or <laughs> <laughs> shoot water guns. Like I, you know, I'd be in the pool, there'd be little kids with guns and I'd, I'd be like, Hey, you guys shoot, shoot the lens with the, you know, with the gun. And, um, or I'd have people like flick their hair towards the lens. And so I, you know, did some experimental stuff and went and floated the river and took it, you know, fly fishing in, in Wyoming or in Montana. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it's really fun to be able to dive into a pool with a really nice like you know 35 millimeter camera yeah things uh, that
1: you would usually upset you very bad if someone was to spit beer on your camera <laughs> but this one you're asking you're asking for it
2: yeah t- it's totally it's it's pretty uh, pretty heavy duty
1: I love it um well we can just wrap up uh by a few things real quick where can people find you um on the internet are you even on this this internet
2: the internet is that uh, is that the one with email
1: it's a thing with yeah, it, email. yeah, email's a part of it. Are you, do you have anything else besides the email?
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, my, yeah my, my website. Playboy.com, right? <laughs> Is that the Playgirl? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's just my name. It's tylersharp.com. So. Okay. Awesome. And then what about
1: Instagram? You were talking about a lot about Instagram.
2: Just so I can clarify here. I know you guys know this, but everyone wants to put an E on the end of sharp. Like, I, There's no E on the end of sharp. No really sharp. Yeah, no E. It's sharp. Yeah, it so, just ends with a P. Um, and then on Instagram it's, it's just Tyler sharp photo. Uh, Okay. Some jerk took Tyler sharp years ago. Um, and, uh, So so pretty much uh, Twitter, Facebook, all these different kind of places. They can just find you Tyler sharp, all of it. Everything's across the board, which I guess is good. But yeah, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's all Tyler sharp photo.
0: Yeah. Cool, man. Tyler, thank you so much for doing the show today. It's been great having you on here. We, we, we will have to go do a beer. So bring your beer shooting camera.
2: Definitely, and uh, we'll spit gonna,
0: at you. Yeah. So
2: there should be a day, um, you know, in in the coming weeks, uh, you guys should come up to Weld and have a beer, and we can we can get one of the meeting rooms and just just talk about some stuff, just see what we got going on. Let's do it, dude. Let's collaborate, there. And get on
1: some horses, and go somewhere.
2: Yeah, totally. I like it. All right, cool. Everybody,
0: thank you for listening once again. This has been the Photography Show. We'll see you next time.